0: See, you're still at like a good volume with your lines whereas I feel like mine are too small yeah no I'm looking at okay I have to I guess I just have to hold it this close because I'm just gonna fucking gonna give it a small BJ while we do this and (laughs) see if it picks it up I don't know (laughs) we put explicit in the Apple thing it's fine
1: (laughs) no we do there's like a little check mark that says explicit
0: I don't know maybe we just need to buy better mics too (laughs) Welcome to Because, of course. I am Judan.
1: Hi, I'm Diana. And today we are super excited to talk to you about this Hulu original called Rami. But before we get started, I need to say something that's been bothering me since last week, since last time we recorded. I know. Oh. So, <laughs> so we talked about our dream celebrity cameos if we started <laughs> this movie, right? And I really missed out on this whole Marvel Universe quote unquote Chris trifecta. I mentioned Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, but I miss Chris Pratt and I'm like super disappointed in myself. <laughs> and also, I don't know why I didn't mention Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah. That, okay. That's a big one. That's yeah. a huge one. Been on my mind for a week now. So I had to.
0: I feel like with recent news about Chris Pratt and the more I hear about him, it's okay that you didn't mention him. I think he is the least of all the Chrises, if I'm being honest.
1: I agree in my ranking Chris Evans is just like I know like in terms of hotness Chris Hemsworth is definitely number one but overall Chris Evans is my number one then Chris Hemsworth then Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is just like funny and cute and just seems down to earth that's true
0: that's true I was watching Broad City which is just now on Hulu and I hadn't seen this season finale or the season last season and so I was re-watching it and Mark Consuelos is on there and I was like Oh, you're really hot. Um, <laughs> which is like a thing you know, but then you're like, you see him and you're like,
1: oh, he,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> good reminder. I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, okay, he's going on the list. I'm
1: gonna go ahead and add him on. We'll have to just add on people as we see them, I suppose. I think,
0: yeah, like a running list of, I mean, I don't wanna say hall pass. I mean, it's just.
1: No, it's not a hall pass. However, it's more of like if I was an actress, you have to be completely supportive of my career because... because it's just a business right it's just business this is just who happens to be in the same movie i am in. i mean that's all it is (laughs) agreed agreed okay this week as i mentioned we watched this hulu original called rami and it premiered in april of this year so i'm gonna read the description from hulu and then we'll talk about our thoughts on the show and how we how i think we would describe it which might be a little bit different than i think how hulu is describing it So Hula says Rami is a first-generation Egyptian-American who's on a spiritual journey in his politically divided New Jersey neighborhood. He becomes caught between a Muslim community that thinks life is a moral test and a millennial generation that believes life has no consequences. Through it all, he's still trying to do things that most 20-somethings are trying to do, like date. So he's essentially a guy who's torn between praying on Fridays and going to parties on Friday nights, which side will win out in the seemingly endless eternal battle. So as you might have guessed, Rami is obviously the title character in this show. And he's played by Rami Youssef, who in real life is a stand-up comedian. Um, he actually has an HBO special coming out later this month. And he's one of the creators and writers of the show. So, Judan. Yeah. What did you think about the show and how, like, how would you describe it to other people? Because to me, that doesn't really encompass what I felt like this show was or is.
0: I agree. I agree. I, it spoke to me. So, I'm half Palestinian. So, I'm not Muslim. But a lot of the stuff they touched on, I feel like, could be attributed to any really conservative family with any religion, which a lot of people of immigrant parents and immigrant families who have kind of this dual identity, um, people are like not from here, not from from their kind of mentality. We go visit my family in the Middle East pretty frequently, you Mm -hmm. know, and and they're all Muslim. And so it was something I personally could relate to. But I I, I had been telling people about it. And I think it was it kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, which is I'm really glad we're discussing it. Yeah, to me, I think I've been describing it as a, you know, what do you do when you're trying to be good, but then you also grew up in America. (laughs) (laughs) And like you're, you know, you want to be one thing, but you've known your whole life doing one other thing. And he, what I really liked about a lot of it is I think he gave himself almost the girl's treatment. Like Lena Dunham gave, gave herself whether or not she intended to or not. But in terms of you could really see his flaws Mm -hmm. and you could really see like where he's fucking up. And I've been, I think I've kind of fallen into the same trap in which I've only, I've been trying to talk about it with other people who are Middle Eastern. So there's a Palestinian place next to my work and like, (laughs) and I know the guy is like, young yeah, because we've had conversations about oh your dad's from wherever okay cool um yeah and so last time I was there I was like Exc- excuse me have you heard of the show called Rami and he was like Rami and so I were um, like are we talking
1: to you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ but instead of that, I'm like, <laughs> that's like the first question you ask is number one are you middle-aged or number two have you seen Rami yeah <laughs> uh, I almost did
0: it to the guy <sighs> so stereotypical. The guy driving my Lyft, too. I was like, oh, where are you from? Morocco. And I wanted to be like, have you heard of this show called Rapid? I
1: know. It's, it's hard to start that conversation. Okay. So where I live, there, there's not a ton of diversity. Um, you're either Latino or you're white. And so whenever I see someone who is outside of that, I get super excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so yesterday I had a meeting with someone. She's from California, so obviously not from here because um, she's Asian and Asian people are honestly not from here and so I was like you know super excited and I wanted to ask her about like can you tell you know what do you think about that Keanu Reeves cameo and I was like wait a minute like you can't just like come out and say because then it is you're just like stereotyping because she's Asian she would have watched this exactly anyway but yeah I totally get where you're coming from but I, agree you. I feel like Rami's just this show about a guy who's like trying to figure himself out right and obviously it's something we all relate to and he's just like this contradiction like he's always like struggling about who he is who he wants to be who he should be and in this show it's very much related to religion he's balancing that modern life and religious life but it can be very universal I think you can replace that with like absolutely anything both religious and just cultural and ethnicity whatever it is right it feels right. like a lot of people experience the same thing you are very
0: well traveled but I know I mean, but you're not Middle Eastern,
1: but did you feel still connected to this? I don't think I felt as connected to it in terms of like a lot of things were things I haven't seen before because it is Arab. And um, so it's not something I am particularly used to. However, the same, I would say, very general themes and overarching message, I think, is very similar to the Latino community yeah. and being Catholic and all of that stuff. So in a way, yes, and in a way, no. But I think that, again, that's what makes the show very different from other things we've seen. It's it's unique, but it's also universal. I think the only, you know, the things to compare it to Master of None, but I don't know, I, I
0: thought it played more about culture than Master of None does. Master of None hits it here and there. Mm -hmm. I think like this was all about very specific to his culture. And yeah, it was, it was all about, I don't want to say it was all about this one thing and then also say it was universal, but it was, but you know,
1: it was. (laughs) It's hard to explain that piece if you haven't seen it. But I agree. The tone of the show is very, I think, similar to like a Master of None or like Atlanta, but it's very different, I think, in how things are portrayed in something like Master of None because it's Arab American and Rami, I think for him, those two parts of himself are given equal weight. And I think that's what makes it different. Whereas in Master of None, it's much more about being some American, modern, millennial, a young, single guy. Yeah. We're, and he's not rejecting who he was, but it's much more, you know, he's kind of tucking that away in somewhere where that old traditional way of life isn't really who he is. Exactly. So we don't really see that part of him. You know, even in the last, last week where we were talking about Always Be My Maybe and how the characters in the show just happen to be of a certain, you know, culture, religion, ethnicity, whatever. But Rami, in this show, he doesn't just happen to be Muslim or Arab. He embraces that part of himself as he's like, again, struggling to find that balance. So that, it makes that show very different, I think, than than something like Master of Man where, get yes, we can see definitely similarities. Yeah. Tonally and also in how they filmed it. You know, there's exactly. certain episodes that are, you know, the one with his mom and his sister. That's standalone
0: mm-hmm. he
1: and M- master of has episodes where it's there he's never he's not even in that episode he's just it's about something totally different
0: i will say what i think is you know important for a lot of muslim characters you know the these are more full-rounded types of muslims that you then you don't see on I mean, in on television in the West, like yes. they are not terrorists, they are not working with the FBI. <laughs> like they are none of the above. They're not like just right. like halal car workers or taxi drivers. Yes, yeah. that's very true. Although the, I, I did, I love the love the mom episode where she does take up lift driving. Yeah. I love so um, Yeah, but you know, but they're more. There's so much more than that, and you don't get to see someone who really does try and embrace what it means to be. Culturally or religious, um, or Muslim and and religious, and actually practicing that, and not in a way that brings terrorism, <laughs> which yeah. is what I feel like, <laughs> right? Everyone connects the two, and that's it, but like, no, absolutely, there's billions of of Muslims around the world. And here is just like a peek into that.
1: That's a a really, really good point. Because I feel like even when you asked me that question, like, did you feel a connection to this? Because to me, it was so new. I haven't really seen this on the screen, just like an Arab family being a normal Arab family in America. And I've been trying to think about it as you were talking. And I'm like, I don't think I've seen that honestly and how many shows do we really watch about religion or morality that have this comedic aspect to it right and obviously the good place which is totally different but to me I, I as i watched it i internalized it as this is so new and different from everything else i've seen because of the Arab piece of it which again is crazy because it it doesn't really feel that different when you come down to it to your point like it feels like this could have been a Latino family or um, I'm sure many other cultures or religions that's a very good point yeah Yeah. no
0: that's why did you like it though? yes
1: I like the show a lot I thought it was really good it was like surprising at how good it was and how like you mentioned under the radar it is I read about it and like I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or something and I read that okay there's this new show and then you mentioned it and I was like okay let me give it a try and I'm surprised that it's not more popular than it is
0: i agree i agree and that's why i I keep wanting to try and talk to people about it and this is why i'm like hey i know this is it came out in april but this is uh, like you said it's i think even the new york times had an article saying that it is quietly revolutionary because it isn't as overt and you know and and just like i don't know portraying trying to be religious as not a bad thing i think is it's so rare a very rare concept for any community yes um you know you either have to be completely you know, one way and, and kind of like in master of none, like he just, you know, he is a completely American. So like being Muslim just didn't apply to him. Yeah. And, um, whereas like he is, this is, he's young, even, even when he goes to Egypt, you know, I think, yeah, yeah the, the, his cousin, which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but all of that, you know, even, even, another country, there is that duality of, you know, very... There are... you know, Every time I go to Jordan, there's there's Muslims that cover up, there's not Muslims that cover up, there's Muslims that drink, there's not Muslims that drink. That is the same like with every religion, and it doesn't inherently mean that they're not religious, and it doesn't inherently mean that they reject their religion, but just like any, you know, credo-Catholics, not credo-Catholics, and, you know, there's something to be said that, you know, you can try to be both, and I think that's what's great. He's like, no, I'm trying to just be one. Yeah, he couldn't. He really couldn't, and that... That's also his own flaws. You know, he really like, you weren't always rooting for him. Right. Which I think. Uh, There's a lot of flaws. Like it's,
1: it's almost hard sometimes to like that the character. Exactly. Sometimes it was like, oh my God, why is he like this? But yeah, that part I think was the thing I thought about the most after the show was thinking about there was a certain time in my life where there was this sort of internal conflict. You know, I was raised Catholic, so we both were. However, I've, I've always had very strong, and I'm sure a lot of people have, I've always had very strong feelings of just I don't know worldliness I don't know what to call it but just things like feminism and equal rights for LGBTQ all of that stuff and that's not something that marries very well with the Catholic faith and so I've always had that you know yes I believe but also I think there's a lot of shitty aspects about this religion that I just <laughs> can't get on board with um, and so I think I very quickly settled into a very comfortable place of I, I believe a lot of things but I honestly can't follow this religion all the way through because it's just not what I believe in. And so it was really interesting to see him struggle with I want to be more in tune with my faith, but at the same time sleep with all these women. Yeah. And I think I think this
0: is where I <laughs> felt more connected in terms of I do go to church every Sunday. I still am very much Catholic and, you know, I know there's a lot of flaws. But I think even with him and even when he would get the the basics of Islam either from the Iman or from his parents or from you know when he heard it at its at its root of like, no, this is what Islam should be, not what other people make it. And I kind of feel like the same way with Catholicism is like, yeah, there's definitely a million flaws yeah, there.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. With every, I mean, every religion, people make religion really shitty and shouldn't be. Yeah, but right, exactly.
0: And there's still a lot that I you know, the basic and and what I gather from and what I believe it hasn't stopped me from going and but I still want to go out on the night before and maybe that's my detriment. People are always like Catholic guilt, Catholic guilt. And I'm like, well, people feel shitty not going to the gym. (laughs) But no one calls that like athletic guilt. Like you know it's just (laughs) things that you know you should be doing and not doing. Now that's not necessarily just like a religious guilt. And I think I think they played that very well, too, with Rami, you know, Mm -hmm. this guy, the the uncle, so they just say the uncle, who who was, like, shitty on so many levels, and that's why I I loved his mom's episode. That made me so sad, though, too. It made me sad, too, and I loved his sister's episode, too. I think my favorite ones were those standalone. Ones. Yeah, the sisters episode was good. Yeah, he probably could have done better. He probably there, he definitely missed the mark on some areas. But you know, just the duality of I know I have an older brother and felt like growing up, he could just say, Okay, bye. And no one asked him anything. Whereas a female in a minority family, you like couldn't go anywhere. You had to be back by a certain time. You couldn't say anything. You couldn't dress a certain way. There was all these you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't which they yeah, they just never got as men in the whole And that's just, you know, that's not religion. I I feel like that's more cultural.
1: In that episode, when there, that was one of my favorite scenes because Dina, it was the one where Dina's sitting at the table and then she's, you know, frustrated that her parents are just being way overprotective. And Rami comes over and essentially asks her, like, why are you letting it bother you? Right. And he just tells her, like, just listen to whatever they have to say and then just go do whatever you're going to do. And obviously, that doesn't work in some families. Like, I, I get that. I'm not trying to oversimplify it. I really like that scene because I think she, I think she like really listened. Cause then after that, she kind of does that, right? She's kind of like, I'm going out. Right. Bye. I'm going to go, you know, see this guy or whatever. Oh, well, she doesn't even tell them that. And then the one when you mentioned like his cousin, that was like that, and the Dina scene for two very different reasons were probably my favorite scenes. Where what which scene? Where Rami arrives at the airport in Egypt, oh. <laughs> and his cousin is like so Americanized; yeah. it's hilarious. Rami's trying to go on like, a spiritual journey, and right, he's trying to get in touch a little bit more with his roots, and his cousin is just like, "You want to go to Chili's, right? Oh my gosh, right." <laughs>
0: they always I think I have pizza so much when I go over to Jordan <laughs> inversely when my family has visited too we go to Middle
1: Eastern restaurants and I'm right. like
0: why, why am I taking them to the shitty Middle Eastern <laughs> restaurant like yeah I think the
1: ending that was weird don't you think
0: it was and I hate to be stereotypical too so my uncle is married to his first cousin and oh, oh my gosh I know I know that it's like a, it's a, not common that's the thing it isn't common but it still happens, and so this is. I'm actually not glad he touched on it, but I'm like, oh, okay. This is this is still like a middle. <laughs> Maybe Eastern it's a thing. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was still really weird, though. Trust me, it was still not not a great thing. Uh- <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, I get that 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 whole narrative. I was just like, I hope we move on from this in season two. I agree, um, because I don't. I don't know. I just I found it a little odd. And
0: I thought the shittiest thing he did was not take that extra suitcase. <laughs> yes
1: I was so upset and when like the whoever it is that uncle or whoever it is is like opening and trying to find whatever he was supposed to bring and I'm like you're, a
0: charming girl. Yeah.
1: you're such an ass like why didn't you well that whole thing was really funny because we do the same thing when my family goes back home there's it's like the entire yeah. living room is like suitcases and what can you and it's always like soaps and stuff it is
0: it is like little like Tatchkeys and stuff or yeah. it is stuff that they have specifically requested sheets or you know certain kinds of shoes or makeup mm-hmm. a lot of makeup and that's
1: just what you do i was yes. like why would you not take his suitcase i know that was so sad i really thought i mean but then it was kind of hilarious the whole ipad situation he's like iPad. this is gonna change my life and he's like i'm gonna watch workout videos on this it's gonna be great <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, cool. And that scene also, well, I think my favorite quote from the show, I mean, there was a lot of good ones, but was when he's in Egypt and he's like eating with his relatives and then the his uncles who like admire Trump and believe like Obama was Muslim. And then his aunt is like, well, his name was Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, what is he, Chinese? <laughs> no, and I-
0: another accurate representation of like at least when I go over and my family and that's why I was really trying to get my little sister to watch this because she was someone I'd be like look, just watch it just look at it like it's it's
1: sad, <laughs> so true it hurts yeah I know it is and even here there are family members who are not to get political but they they support Trump right some some of them not all of them
0: like, what, like, a 33% of Latinos who voted for Trump, too? I know. And, th- and this is kind of why my family's, both sides, half Mexican, half Palestinian, they don't last. It's the same. Um, and this is why, like, you know, the Latinos and the Arabs, actually, I'm surprised, haven't gotten together more. I love it. <laughs> uh, Shakira is uh Latino and Arab, and Salma yeah. Hayek is Latino and Arab. Yes. Uh, so... No, they're very similar cultures, mm-hmm. and they're very, yeah, And that's why I loved the show, because there was just so much that I thought, oh, this could be either side. Yes, totally. And I think it could we'd be good for, like, someone, like you said, you hadn't seen, it felt new because you had not seen Arab Americans on TV, mm-hmm. so if you haven't, I think you should watch it, and I think it's, I think people will love it.
1: Yes, and agreed. And
0: I'm excited there, there will be season two.
1: Yes, that was confirmed at some point. The other quick thing I want to talk about before we get off this, because I feel like we have do is like that 9-11 episode where he, that was really it was really interesting because there was a lot of kind of surreal elements to it then he marries nine eleven with jacking off and that was uh that was interesting yeah it was like really good at first and then
0: it kind of got a little odd for yeah me, but then it was so, yeah, I agree. That one was an interesting choice. I do remember I was sophomore, and I do remember being slightly frightened that people would find out. Or fear. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even – I had never been to the police at that point. I wasn't even that close with that side of my family at that point. Yep. And I do even remember feeling like, oh, shit, people are going to know mm-hmm. where –
1: Tied to that somehow. <laughs> yeah, there was one of the things that Ra- real Rami Rami Youssef has said um, in the past is he felt you know the same way, right? He's like, oh my gosh, like people are gonna you know call me a terrorist essentially because I'm Arab. But that he he's very introspective, which I like. The show reflects that. He also said that, but I also have almost like a privilege in that people look at me and don't necessarily know that I'm Arab he doesn't present himself right. that way, I suppose. Um, which is really interesting, again, because I haven't heard that perspective very much, right? I don't, in my life, I only know one Muslim person. And it was really interesting, I think, to like kind of get his perspective from this show and from just him as a person. Um, anyway, a great, great show. Season two is coming. And if you haven't watched it, it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, I think I, I literally
0: recorded the, the part where the parents were like, the where he's like, I want to follow my passion. And the mom's like, passion. What's passion? That's white people's passion. (laughs) Like he's like, no, I want to know you like what's calling me. And she's like, your uncle's job is calling right. you. It's time to answer it, You need to go. <laughs> go to your job. Just go, go work. Like, what are you talking about?
1: One of the other scenes that I thought you were actually going to say was when he's at the table with his parents and sister and he tells his parents, I want to, you know, meet a girl. Or he says something to that extent. And they were like, oh, you know, great. Right. And then he's like, yeah, so I was hoping you could make the introductions. And the dad's like, what are you talking about? I know the same people that you do. Right. <laughs> And it was like, so funny and it's funny because again it kind of plays to him for, like his parents aren't like pushing him necessarily to be more Arab or more Muslim I should say mm-hmm. it, it's really him trying to like figure out how to balance these two things and sort of like assuming that his parents will know somebody for yeah, him yeah like has the, has the matchmaker like call. Right. Like, just...
0: <laughs> I also really loved the inner when the Muslim girl was interviewing him for like being a potential partner
1: yes was <laughs> so uncomfortable
0: also, that was perfect as well. And she just like closing <laughs> yes. her notebook on him, like mm, you weren't right. No, sorry. sorry. Like no.
1: Uh. She like she asked him this like question that I don't think I couldn't answer. I'm sure most of us can't answer. She said, you know, something around the lines of, "What are your intentions in life?" And he's like, "Well, I'm kind of," uh, and he kind of beats her around the bush. And then he's like, "I'm more of a go with the flow type of person." And she was like, mm. Mm, "No, but that was good." And his friends were really funny. His friends were hilarious. His friends were great. For Mo and I forget the other one's name those are really funny and it like when they're at the diner yes and that guy talking about ramadan saying you know you can't he's like you're like jacking off like all year and all of a sudden like this you know ramadan comes around and you're like holier than now. i think people do that with lent oh too. totally like totally. a lot of people, like
0: i've never even heard you talk about church and all of a sudden you're like yeah i'm giving up pop for lent you like, <laughs> know what Lent is like what do you (laughs) lent and ramadan are similar but not the same but uh but yeah yeah so that's where i'm like this really could be applied to a lot of
1: things okay
0: anyway i i am a a rami evangelist here (laughs) like i will talk to people about this show i like i really like the portrayal and i hope we explore more of it in season two yeah and once its special coming out, I would I would definitely watch as HBO special.
1: It's coming out June 29. I feel like this was actually a little heavier
0: conversation even though the, the show is funny. Yeah, it is, but for some reason it does it made me think about even this class I took in college which I think about often which was I can not I can't remember the title, it was about the moral self essentially and it was kind of asking you and we read different types of literature or movies or TV shows and it was like who do you live for? Do you live for yourself? Do you live for your family? Do you live for your country? Do you live for your religion? Um, like, what do you put first? And we watched the movie Hero at the end, you know, with Jet Li. So I don't know. Is I feel like that. there's that and there's the good place, which I know we're going to talk about next, mm-hmm. uh, just – those kind of philosophical questions that get you to think about these things while also yeah. being funny and doing it well. I, I love.
1: Yes. It was very well done in that in that regard, I think. Just made you think a little bit about yourself. Even again, even if you're not religious, thinking about your own morality and who you are and do you like who you are? Do you yeah is there someone else you want to be? Back To our conversation earlier, just so rare to have those types of questions, I think, come up in a show like mm-hmm. a comedic show like this. Mm-hmm.
0: Very funny show, it's a very funny show. There's so many good parts. Oh, god, there was a part about when he talks about the horrible race's uncle, brings up uh, the anti Mel Gibson. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> he still makes good movies though, so it's fine. <laughs> he still makes good movies. Don't oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh. yeah, it was, it was a good one. Okay, we want to kind of transition now into more of the celebrity pop culture news that we have heard this week, so we can chat a little bit more about what's going on. So the first thing we want to get into is the Good Place. So it was announced that season four will be the final season, which is super sad. So if you haven't watched it, I, don't, I can't. I, who are you? It stars Kristen Bell. And she plays this character, Eleanor Shellstrom, and she she dies, and then mistakenly ends up in "quote unquote" the good place instead of the bad place where she truly belongs. Um, so the final season airs this fall, and it's such an inventive show. It's so witty and just very well done. Um, and it's so it's really sad that it's ending after four seasons, but at the same time, we talked about this last episode. It's also kind of nice to finally have a show where it's not just trying to live as long as it can. It's actually ending I on a high note.
0: Yes, I think that they've also like ended something on your own terms and started like instead of dragging this story out. And uh, and I will say I think even toward I think maybe between seasons two and three, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, this is still a really good part of this. and I still love every episode, but I am like, okay, where are we going with this still?
1: Don't, yeah, I agree. It's it's hard to think about like where could they take this now. It was very surprising when season two came out and they just took it in a completely different direction mm. than I thought they would. So that was really cool. And then season three was very good and then yeah a great sort of like how do they kind of wrap this up and it's nice because they get to tell this like full complete story and not artificially kind of drag it on and like have to make things up but we still get a lot of Kristen Bell she the new trailer for Veronica Mars just came out um so that'll be on Hulu in July I love Kristen Bell I feel like she's literally the cutest human being yes she's adorable but shows really good Jason I think is like my favorite character he's he's so funny and so just he just has a good heart and I like that right you're like you're so cute he's
0: the definition I think of pet pet if anyone who knows
1: Yes. (laughs) yes I agree so sad to see that go but we'll be watching also this week, or really last weekend, Chris Pratt got married, which is like super I mean, super sad for me personally, again, because I everything relates back to how I feel about it. <laughs> I know our friend Ashley is also probably super sad about it as well. So Chris Pratt, he married Katherine Schwarzenegger last Saturday in Montecito, California. And he split with his wife, Anna Faris, as we all know, back in uh, 2017. Oh, it was that long ago? In my head, it just happened. Yeah.
0: And this is a very quick move, but actually maybe it wasn't. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That was literally what I was about to ask you. I was okay. Number one, I was so sad when he and Anna Faris separating got divorced because it just, again, it felt like both of them are just like down to earth, kind, good, nice people. And I just felt like if they can't make it in front of Hollywood, who can make it? And then I also felt like his divorce and then his engagement and then he got married and it all happened in the span of like, I feel, again, I agree. It feels like within a year or something. Yeah. I was like, it felt like six yes. months to
0: me. It felt like it just, but no, it apparently happened in two years. Yeah.
1: It, but even two years to me seems pretty fast too.
0: I agree. This is where I, I think the more I kind of hear about Chris Pratt, the more I'm like, I think you're, you are very nice. Yeah. Probably. But I, He's that also, they like, a similar douchebag. <laughs> I think he might actually be a jerk somehow. Maybe not. I, this is, but I think he's one of those um, closet
1: jerks. Yeah,
0: those. Like, you're just, no, I'm very nice, but you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you, you're probably going to hell. But that's just what I believe, right. and I'm going to joke around with you, kind of right. thing.
1: They are very Christian, Chris Pratt and uh, Catherine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think yeah. is, I think that they're one of those where they're, like, I mean, we
1: just talked about this show. I know. <laughs> like, oh this God. is
0: where I said, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the hypocrite here. No, this is it's I'm not, the... it's
1: absolutely not just you. I think it's literally the entire the millennial generation <laughs> of the U.S., maybe. And also, I don't know if you talked, they posted on Instagram instagram like you know the day they got married i thought it was a little weird because well one they they posted the exact same message like kind of at the same time and then that's weird i'm making a face no one can see (laughs) (laughs) and then the weird part well that was a little weird but then number two weird is that i don't know if you read it so i have it here so i'm gonna read it because i want you to tell me like what you think might be weird about it so it says yesterday was the best day of our lives we became husband and wife in front of god our families and those we love it was intimate moving and emotional We feel so blessed to begin this new chapter of our lives. We are so thankful to our families and our friends who stood with us and grateful to Mr. Giorgio Armani, who created a -a once-in-a-lifetime dress for Catherine to wear and, for me, the perfect suit. This morning, we feel nothing but blessed. (laughs) Okay. So that feels like part wedding announcement, part Armani advertisement. Yes. That felt so bizarre, like, so calculated, which, again, to your point, is not really the way that I view Chris Pran. He seems like kind of a goofy guy, right? So to have that, very, like, this is interesting and not at all... How I perceive him. I don't know much
0: about Catherine Schwarzenegger, though. Maybe she is. This is maybe, maybe. she like? Maybe this is all she has. Not all she has. I'm sure she has a bazillion other things. But I feel like those people that you don't know much about, like they also have to be very NC on <laughs> Instagram. So maybe she's like, oh, honey, we have to tag Giorgio Armani. Like, yeah,
1: that's true. It could be her. Yeah, we don't know. But anyway, just interesting. Again, I still love Chris Pratt until something definitive comes out where I. <laughs> Really hate him. I still I still adore him. So we'll see. Hopefully he's just still a good guy and not a weirdo. So congrats on your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats on your face if you're wedding. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Okay. So moving on to something else. So this week, uh, I don't know if I'm sure many of you saw because the video went viral. Jon Stewart on the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. So to give you a very quick background, the Victims Compensation Fund was set up in 2001 after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And they cover these medical costs for like all the responders and, you know, volunteer survivors um, who helped out at Grand Zero. And so the fund is being depleted and the benefit payments are being cut by up to 70 percent. And it hadn't been reauthorized at the time of this video. So John Stewart is a huge advocate for this bill. And so he, if you've seen the video, he broke down and kind of slammed these lawmakers um, on Tuesday of last week um, because there were so many lawmakers missing from this subcommittee. So he criticized the lawmakers for failing to reauthorize the program. The, the speech is, I mean, if you haven't heard it, it's about nine minutes. So please go listen. And so on Wednesday, the new bill, which would extend the fund till 2090, was passed. And so the House vote is expected soon. And then it's heading to the Senate. I know this has been said probably a million times, but Jon Stewart is such a credit to this country and to New York. And I don't understand why more people, the leaders of our country, why aren't they more like him? And it's not a rhetorical question, right? Like, I truly don't understand why there aren't more people with human fucking decency in our government. And it drives me insane to watch... This video just reminded me of how much he is just the voice of reason, the voice of normal fucking people. And it reminds me again how, like, shitty our government is.
0: No, I think it's really good to remember because he just kind of disappeared as he wanted to. And then now, you know, this is definitely a cause in which obviously he's very passionate about. And like you said, like, I don't understand why this isn't just a consensus issue. And, you know, then you remember, like, oh, yes, Jon Stewart, you are a decent, well-thought-out, well-rounded human being, you know? Yeah,
1: totally. You need more people like him. But anyway, moving on to something something else going on in government. So Jessica Biel, the actress, which I'm sure you all know, Justin Timberlake's wife, she <laughs> is lobbying against this, something called the SB-276, which is a California state bill that would limit medical exemptions from vaccinations without approval from a state public health officer. Essentially. People are calling her an anti-vaxxer, which pretty much sounds like because she was lobbying with this uh, with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's like this environmental activist who is also just a very well-known anti-vaxxer. And so it's very odd. And I kind yeah. of hate her fucking guts right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say that nicely. I do. Like, I, I really don't like when people say, um, you know, when the president is being a fucking fucktard the way he typically is. And people say things like, oh, you know, he's a fucking idiot. Okay, that I totally agree with. Okay. And you can say whatever you feel about politics. And I hate when people say things like, Well, you're not qualified to say anything because you're, you know, a sports figure or whatever. And it's like, listen, this guy's giving his fucking opinion. And so are you, actually. And who the fuck are you, like an accountant? Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) This is different, though, okay? This is a Hollywood celebrity with no other qualifications that should not have credibility on an issue on how to regulate the medical profession. Why are you fucking here? Nobody, get a fucking doctor in here that will actually tell you how shit works. Get a scientist, someone with a fucking degree. This is like, I don't know. To me, it's just such bullshit. Like this measles outbreak is so scary, especially if you have little kids who like haven't been vaccinated yet because it can't be. I don't know. Just the whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think
0: the the worry there especially like you said when it comes to science and medical issues and when you have people who will believe fucking anything when it comes from a celebrity and that's a lot of what our culture is. Like you yes. know, they may not they may not care if Robert F Kennedy Jr. or any other congressman did, but they're like, "Oh, Justin Timberlake's wife and Jessica Biel who, you know, does act like maybe it has more weight and that's yes unfortunately the world in which we live in is now people are put more weight on what a celebrity may or may not say although this is hypocritical because now you have John Stewart saying something and you're like oh he's a celebrity but um <laughs> but this is then also I think I think if she wants, I mean she can she she can do whatever she wants she can go lobby like he yeah. is lobbying right. or something but this is a medical scientific thing
1: right and it and it goes back to like these things like climate change right, right? where everyone's like well I don't, I don't think it's happening I don't believe it's, happening. And it's it's like it's right. not a fucking opinion it's science like you can go prove this shit right and i think that's what bothers me the most and it's just you're perpetuating this what else do you call it other than a lie i don't know you're this like false belief um, yeah. you shouldn't be vaccinating and kids. i think i think if you truly
0: do need a medical exemption I, it's hard to say if you truly do need a medical exemption, it's not hard to prove medically like the you know, right away, you know, if your kid can or cannot have vaccines. I mean, there are you know, like you will know, because either they've had a
1: reverse reaction
0: or whatever, whatever the reason is like, there is ways to prove that your kid medically needs to be exempt. I think the problem here is that you're going to get some fucking chiropractor say I'm a doctor, and I'm going to write you a medical exemption. Yes, exactly. But, you know, not without any true true thing. So I mean, should there be, especially with the measles outbreak, especially where we're going, it's yeah, I think you do need a little bit more follow up and more like, okay, what is happening here? Because not everybody, the medical exemption isn't applied to as many people as saying that they're needed.
1: Agreed, completely. So vaccinate your fucking
0: kids. That is true.
1: And we'll move on.
0: <laughs> vaccinate your children. We are now sponsored by the CDC. We're not sponsored by the CDC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, next story, something a little lighter. So Lady Gaga is, um, as we know, we talked about last time, so there's a rumor mill going on that Bradley Cooper and Irina Shayk broke up because of Lady Gaga. And they split last Friday and and after that, Irina went off to Iceland for this solo vacation, adventure, whatever it is. And there she shared this photo of herself in a swimsuit um, on Instagram. And Christian Carino, who is Lady Gaga's ex, who she was engaged to, liked that photo which really i mean on the face it <laughs> doesn't really seem like a big deal but it's just it's nothing right but it's so fun it's one of those like fun things to like be like oh my gosh and it's like plot twist the breakup wasn't because of lady gaga and bradley cooper it was because of irena and christian burrito so there's really nothing to say here other than that's kind of just like a fun thing to speculate no i that is
0: like the, exactly that's the kind of fun speculation they're like what but she liked his instagram photo he liked her. Instagram photo. Yes. What does this mean? Oh, so, yeah. They commented this. No, I totally am here for that kind of fun speculation that we yes. know nothing about. Right. No, college. but I, I
1: like it. Another kind of fun thing. Again, not much to discuss, but um, this week Justin Bieber posted something on Twitter um, that was really odd. So he said, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. What? The? <laughs> Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? End of the tweet. Was he high when he wrote this? That? That's what I'm thinking too. So afterwards, he said, "You know, it was just like a joke." And then to his credit, he did say that you know Tom Cruise would essentially kick my ass. So, but I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, at the time, I'm like, were you fucking high? Like, what? It first of all, there's so many grammatical mistakes in the tweet. Please go read it, okay? Second, apologize to the country of Canada for your mistake. <laughs> I do
0: if I can do that again
1: right they, he doesn't even know Tom Cruise apparently like I don't know what the fuck just kind of came out so, again it's not there's not really anything behind this there's nothing
0: <laughs> here just to have a fun time it. <laughs> it was
1: just really fun okay Moving on. So Kim Kardashian announced that her beauty line, uh, Kim Kardashian, KKW, is coming out with a beauty body collection that's going to have four new products available on June 21st. Um, and there's a description on the website if you want to see it. But what I really wanted to talk about was, did you see, I mean, we we mentioned this before we even started recording. Did you see the, like, the makeup collection she came out with? Like, get I want to say it was, like, May or something.
0: I am like, I think all of these things will cause me to break out, and I will not use them, and (laughs) and that is my,
1: I don't know, maybe I'm... So what you're saying is there's a conspiracy that Kim Kardashian does not want you to look good, because she wants to be the only person to look good, and making everybody else use shitty products? No, I was just going to think, I just thought they were shitty
0: products, but i like your conspiracy theories. <laughs> that act that's actually really good and that no i think of her her sister posted um kylie posted something on i guess she's having a, a, a line too and it was a, a small video of her trying to wash her face with like her new facial <gasps> yes. cleanser first off she has a filter on while she's doing this and then she just she like literally splashes a, like a half a second of water on <laughs> and then wipes with a white towel and you can still see all the makeup on the white
1: towel and people are like, the fuck are you doing? Like, are you trying to sell this?
0: Or are you just trying to, what are you right. doing? I don't know. So that whole, a
1: lot of backlash, which is funny to say about a video of yourself washing your face.
0: I'm more interested in her new legal career. I, I mean, is
1: she still doing that?
0: I don't know. We'll see like if it happens. I mean, I, 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 I hope she does. Yeah. Cause I guess, I guess in California you can just automatically, if you apprentice with a lawyer for X amount of time, you don't have to take, the you don't have to go to law school Uh um I think you still have to take the bar and all that stuff but there's some sort of apprenticeship lawyership thing happening sorry to all my lawyer friends that I'm not (laughs) um yeah so anyway so maybe maybe she'll come out with makeup for lawyers (laughs) I don't know or makeup for like the incarcerated (laughs) If you would donate, like, all of these to, like, inc- like wrongly incarcerated, I'd be like, oh, okay, I will buy this makeup now. Like, just do something. I want everyone to be, to give all their money away. Yeah. And if I had all the money, I wouldn't give any of it away. So, I right.
1: <laughs> No, I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, if I had the money, I'd give it to nobody. yeah um but yeah she's she's I mean she's interesting she reinvents herself a lot I'm not I've never been a huge fan but I at some point like I do I'm like oh man like she she does a good job she keeps her name out there consistently that's true
0: do you are you all about the conspiracy theory that it's her mom that
1: it's maybe I don't know maybe it is her mom I I think it is (laughs) <laughs> Let's start
0: that rumor or not. Let's start the rumor. Well, no, it's already out there. It's on Twitter. Like, they, they did it when it was the whole Kylie and uh, Jordan Woods thing. They were like, Chris Jenner was like, the new season of coming out with the Kardashians coming out. We need a story. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, Jordan Woods, you're out of here. Yeah, or whatever. Man,
1: not. And if it is, I mean,
0: maybe not. It's, 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 once again, total speculation. We know nothing about these people. But we
1: pretend we do. It's fine. But well, this is what happens when
0: you're that famous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> people are going to talk about you. That's what you want. <laughs> people with podcast I have to talk about it. exactly and that's pretty much it for what we have this week what's going on in pop culture in your world this week i think i'm gonna i think I'm gonna start big old big little mm-hmm. lives even though we
0: totally should last time <laughs> now that we should on it no we didn't it's just like okay this is a good show but that. So i think i'm gonna i'm gonna add it to okay i'll, I'll watch <laughs> <a> it <minute>, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on my end i'm a huge marvel fan obviously so captain marvel is out on red box i think starting today and so I haven't seen any MCU since Captain Marvel. And I ha- so I haven't seen Avengers. Um, so I'm really excited to at least get that one seen. And hopefully at some point actually go see Avengers. So that's my plan for this upcoming week.
0: I love it. I love it. If anyone out there has any, like, should be watching this or, you know, this is coming out soon, like, let's discuss it. Tweet at us. Uh, we're at BFC Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, BFC Podcast. Follow us everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram twitter bfc podcast and
1: let us know and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever you listen um and thank you so much for listening thank you guys Bye. bye